0: Happy Independence Week, everybody, and welcome to another very special episode of Ignite Radio Live.
1: You are with Greg and Stephanie Schleter over the five mighty stations of Annunciation Radio for the Almighty, We invite you to go more deeply into this great adventure at I ilovemyfamily.us. Right there at that site, you will find many different tools to help you to gather and talk and pray. There are fun questions. There are daily questions. It's a whole guide leading up to um, the upcoming Sunday readings, um, just to prepare together as a family. Summer we always say we'll have so much more time. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, I feel like we get busier and put things off mm-hmm. that we say we're going to do. So I encourage you to take this summertime of recreation mm. and recreate your family culture and environment through This guide of talking and praying.
0: So absolutely enjoy this summer. Absorb it and make it family focused. The heart of our movement, Image Trinity, is that also that proclamation that we are of the substance, the essence of the Holy Trinity. And while you're enjoying summer, we want you to look forward to September. What's happening in September? Glad you asked eight weeks inviting families to a tremendous adventure. You'll find out more at catholicrevival.us eight phenomenal weeks beginning in September leading into Sanctus Eucharistic Family Revival featuring the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal. So great adventure coming this fall and so important that we enter into it. So Steph, to set the stage in a brief moment we are going to play a very moving retrospective episode that's a mouthful of words I know that takes takes us back Back to July of 2016, where I was on the campus of Damascus. Uh, it was fairly new. They were very blessed to acquire it, and many wonderful benefactors and leaders getting on board, making it a place for of Catholic discipleship making, of encountering Christ. And since then, thousands have been going every year to experience high adventure activities woven into, which is an encounter with Christ that has been truly meaningful for many. I happened to be down there at the time and I was capturing a lot of interviews with various young people and leaders on the campus who I really think punctuated the essence of freedom. I mean, what's the point of freedom if we're not living in that freedom? Galatians speaks of freedom, right? Freedom is not just, if you will, the ability to do whatever we can. Freedom corresponds to living according to our nature in Christ. There's a big difference there, isn't there? And living it fully and, again, reverberating in our mission and movement. Uh, I love my Family.us, Marriage and family is the heart where that is supposed to happen. Click on that partner tab at I Love My God bless you. I'm with a group of strapping young Catholic men.
2: C Y S C Y S C.
0: No, your your name is young man. I'm Noel. Noel, where are you from? I'm from Chicago. You came all the way from Chicago to be here in the middle of Ohio. What's up with that? I uh, don't know. this. I heard this camp was great, so I
3: decided to come here.
0: Excellent. What does CYSC even stand for? Do you know? Yeah, Catholic Youth Summer Camp. Very impressive. Now, here's the big question. What do kids most want from their parents? Um, we want, well, We want to be loved by our
4: parents, even though we probably already are loved by our parents.
0: <laughs> Who's this young man? What's your name? I'm your favorite son. Okay, John Paul, Jaber. Uh, we're with Joseph Schleter. You're familiar with the voice of Joseph Schleter on Annunciation Radio. Joseph, uh, how's CYSC going so far? CYSC is fantastic. I love it. It's just great, the atmosphere,
3: the people here, the activities. Jesus is just rolling and rocking and doing some awesome
5: things.
2: Lord, you're me with a cloud of day and in, in the night. The glow of the burning flame and everywhere we go we'll see you
0: Awesome. Thanks so much Joseph. We got some other people here. Hey, what's your name, young lady?
5: Uh, Xiao Zhou,
0: so, where are you from?
5: I'm from uh, Worthington, Ohio.
0: Worthington, Ohio. And how's your experience so far with Kentucky Summer Camp?
5: Um, my experience is great. This is my fourth year here and you know, I just keep coming back for more fun, more Jesus.
0: Awesome. Hey, what do kids want from their parents most?
5: Um, I honestly think kids want uh just love from their parents, just knowing that they're always gonna be there for them. Like when their life gets hard, like like things get hard in their life, like people, their friends come and go, but like your parents are always
2: there. Hmm?
0: Robert sees me coming towards him. I'm gonna get him on right now. It's uh we have the young Robert Kelly, just a good friend, good family friend, and he's down here the first time. How's it going Robert? It's been going better than I could have thought it would. How did you think it was gonna go? I mean were you planning on I, what, waterboarding or what? Oh, I
5: thought it was
3: gonna
6: go awesome because of what your boys told me. But it's gone better than awesome.
0: Better than awesome. So, you got a small group thing. You guys had mass yesterday. Really, we're only day one. You haven't even been here 24 hours. By the way, what's the name of this game that people are playing? Do you even know the name of it?
6: Nine ball. It's, it's like volleyball with nine squares, kind of. Ben Tice, one of my great friends, is in the middle. And, uh, you know, it's just going great. There's a long line right now, so I'm waiting to get in there. Today, we did uh, Lactio Divina. Now it's. I really like that. Um, Wait, pause.
3: Lexio
0: divina. For those who aren't familiar with that, what is Lexio divina?
6: It's um. You read through the gospel for the day, and you kind of meditate on it for a few
3: minutes, and pick out what your what spoke to you, and just kind of talk about it and learn some lessons from. Very awesome. Good to have you with us, Robert.
0: I'm going to go to this young man over here. What's your name, Drew Smith? Drew,
3: let me ask you the question: What do kids most want from their parents? Usually, if you ask a kid that, honestly, from their heads, they would say uh, whatever they want, whatever they ask for. Um, honestly, what their soul desires is to be raised with love and respect, <laughs> which is usually, <laughs> which is usually what is given to the to the children, but. A lot, of, a lot of, a lot of kids will answer whatever I want. If you think
0: and you already get a sense of where this, what this week is about and where it's going, you come from a phenomenal family that uh, loves their Catholic faith, and you know we love your family. If they, if your peers came to an event like this, do you think that that answer would change, and what would the answer be?
3: Um, hopefully, I think it would change, but they, I, I'm pretty sure the answer would, the answer would be I want, I want my parents to give me a better relationship with Christ. I want, I want them to give me what I, what I need to obtain eternal life. Awesome, Drew. God bless you, buddy. We'll catch up with you later.
1: Let freedom ring. It's Independence Week. You are listening to a very special encore presentation of Ignite Radio Live, capturing the vitality of freedom in Christ at the magnificent campus of Damascus. Here at Mass Impact, we are 100% dependent on your prayers and financial support. We need your help. Please go to ilovemyfamily.us and click on that partnership tab. Thank you, God bless you, and now back to our program.
0: So here I am down at the beautiful, brand new camp, Centerburg, Ohio, the geographical center of this state where it's the very first year, this camp, uh, $15 million facility in operation, being built right now as we speak, and we're on uh, the fourth, um, if you will, week of this camp, and I'm blessed to be with a voice that many of our listeners are familiar with, our very first person. We're going to interview for this special episode that we're going to call What Kids Want Most.
6: I am Annie Schleter.
0: How's it been going for you?
6: It has been so amazing. It's incredible to be on the front lines of um, ministry here and just to really be um, seeing kids open up to receiving more and more of Jesus through paintball and archery tag and crazy things like that. And then even more deeply through adoration and mass and discovering God through the sacraments. So it's been amazing.
0: So you've been here now. This is the fourth uh, session, I guess we'd say, and we have high school kids. I'm all also blessed that my two sons, Joseph and John Paul, are down here with their cousin Noel and a number of other members from our Toledo community. So, Annie, you've really um, been able to see them come through the door. You see people from the moment they arrive. And uh, a good five days, what have you seen? Is there kind of a general theme of what you see happens uh, when a young person gets away from their home and, I don't know, digital media, all the stuff that they do and uh, how the Holy Spirit works with them? Kind of give us just a snapshot of what that's like to experience that as a staffer.
6: Yeah, um, it's really neat how um, all the kids are different and all the sessions have been very different. But um, opening session is always fun because some of the kids are very, like, closed off. And you can see it in their body language and not really getting into things. Um, And then by the end of the week, the majority of them are just so flooded with God's grace and... um, Thursday, or Wednesday night, we have like a prayer, or Thursday night actually, it's like we pray as a small group um, with the people we've been praying with all week, and just ask for specific outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and just to see these kids receive and their lives transform, it's absolutely incredible. Just the kids who won't really talk to people, and then they start talking to everybody and they're sharing their faith, and then they come up on Friday morning and give a testimony in front of all 162 campers and staff members and counselors. It's, It's something that could only happen by the grace of God. It's nothing that we could force or we could teach It's totally a God thing and it's so humbling to be a vessel in all of that.
0: So you've been on teams before for retreats, a day of retreat, that sort of thing. You've been on a number of retreats yourself, but in a singular way, you are now an integral part of the staff. What is it like uh, in a specific way in your own spirituality to be um, on the, you know, the the dedicated giving side of things, to be with brothers and sisters whose hearts are are united and, you know, really being God's arms, his hands, his feet? How has that been sort of a, a difference or a game changer for you?
6: Um, yeah, it's the verse that has been coming back to me again and again this summer has been, um, in our weakness, his power is made perfect and how, regardless of how much sleep I get, if it's. Even like four or five hours I'm amazed at how much energy God bestows upon me And that has been huge And just like the love of my um, Brothers and sisters here on staff Has been incredible And just the story of the paralytic That was the gospel last week um, Of the paralytic's friends Who brought the paralytic to Jesus To be healed And Jesus healed them Through the faith of their friends And I just see that so much Here on staff Just carrying each other um, Bringing each other to the Lord Allowing Jesus to carry our burdens Um, It's just been absolutely beautiful and so humbling to see, like, the more and more that we get out of the way, the more and more that the Lord just like fills us and works through us and speaks through us. And oh my gosh, it's so beautiful.
0: That's awesome, Anne Marie. So blessed to be down here, and uh, obviously, very proud of my daughter um, and uh, just this team, this generation that is passionate for Jesus Christ that went from, if you will, all of them, from being touched at some event to now really full circle being disciples of Jesus Christ. And to see that impact is very, very moving for. For me. So this special episode of Ignite Radio Live, um, we're kind of asking people the question, what do kids want most from their parents
6: one of the biggest fears that I've encountered this week more than the high ropes or um, archery tag or anything like that has just been kids being afraid that it's not going to continue when they go home and being afraid of living it out in their families and that God's gonna stop working that the power is gonna stop um, that they're not gonna have the strength to share Jesus with their family and friends and if kids were able to go back to a place where they knew that their faith would be not only um, welcome but encouraged and supported and that their parents would lead them Um, because I feel like a lot of the kids who come here feel like they need to be like the spiritual heads of the household when they go home um, and that they need to spearhead things and make things happen. Um, But I think kids just want the freedom to just be kids in their spirituality, to have the leadership, but to also be led, to um, know that God is working through them. And I think that they just want to um, have it pointed out that God is working through them. It's incredible how, um, how, Lacking encouragement is in our culture And I even know during my prayer labs That I've been leading when I have kids um, Encourage each other, even kids that have been friends For years and years and years, it's always a struggle They always pause, um, because it's not something That they're used to, so having parents Create that culture of encouragement of pointing out, hey, I see God's love in you When you do this, hey, Jesus is shining through you In this moment, I love how I see God working Through your life, that's what kids want to hear They want to know that God isn't finished with them That he's still moving in them, that he's still working Through them
0: how awesome. And even as I'm hearing this from my beautiful daughter, I'm being challenged. So folks, I'm saying to you, you know, just to approach this episode tonight with an open heart and say, God, speak to my heart. How can I be truly your presence? Even just taking a small step like in this, it's, let's face it, parents, it's difficult to be a source of encouragement. When do we typically speak most? Yeah, it's logistical stuff, but often it's when somebody's not doing something right. And so I really take away from your comments, Emory, just as a dad, your dad, and our kids, just the challenge, you know, are we looking at them with God's eyes? Eyes of love and and does and communicating that hey you know i see god alive in you in this and what's going on so we're grateful to have you with us ignite radio live over the five mighty stations of annunciation radio down here at the catholic youth summer camp stay tuned
3: hey everybody i'm john paul schleter and one of six children which means we're pretty busy in fact one weekend we had eight soccer games four cross-country meets and a bunch of other events But you know what the best part of it was, besides Mass, of course, setting aside time as a family to talk and pray. I want to invite you to go right now to massimpact.us. Check out the Live It Gathering guide. It's new every week. A great way for families to talk and pray based upon Sunday readings. Your kids will grump at the idea. Come on, come on. I expect it. But trust me, it will be the best 30 minutes you'll spend in a long, long time. It will help you all experience God alive in your family relationships that make your house a home. Join us now at massimpact.us. Thanks, Mom. That was pretty awesome.
0: Welcome back to Ignite Radio Live over the five mighty stations of Annunciation Radio down here at the really beautiful Catholic Youth Summer Camp in Damascus. It is the fourth session. Uh, And finally, you have a home. I'm with Amber Demetay. How does it feel here for your first year where you're not being nomadic?
7: Yeah, it feels awesome. Um, The word that's been on our heart is the promised land. We feel like the Lord has just prepared this land for us from really all time, that he always planned for this to be here for his children during this very... Rough and and dark time in the world, that this would be a place of light. It feels like a hilltop of favor that the Lord just delivered to His people, and we just see His children uh, of all generations of Catholics as the vision for what Damascus Catholic Mission Campus will be grows. We see this as a place for families, as a place for singles, as a place for great grandma and newborn baby and everyone to just come and really to be a refuge of hope for God's people um, to go forth and transform the world to to bring more people. To encounter Jesus, how he loves us, how he loves us. Oh. I see an explosion of the Holy Spirit. I see, oh man, it's hard to even put into words just to see what God is doing. We see freedom happening in the lives of young people, and the Lord is using the young people to bring their entire families back to the church. So Yes, absolutely. This summer alone, we're ministering to 1,300 teenagers here at Damascus alone. There's 200 kids on our waiting list. There are more people starving to receive the Holy and the Holy Spirit's starving to lavish himself on us. That's the more exciting and powerful thing. I believe that God's arms are heavy with gifts for his children, and he's just asking us to widen our arms to receive. Right now, the Holy Spirit's just—I just see, like, dark clouds heavy with the rain of grace just ready to pour out on it people.
0: Too often as Catholics, maybe we're not saying, well, what's the altitude? Yeah. You know, what is that height? And I think there's a lot of folks out there who in their spirits, they went on Tech, Crucio, Acts, Chirp, CYSC, address those people who might be resistant. They're faithful Catholics. They go to Mass and maybe they hear the Pope's say, the last three in particular, be baptized in the Holy Spirit not talking about a new sacrament, talking about stirring up the grace of our, of our sacraments. Speak to those folks who maybe are a little bit uh, don't quite understand what that means or maybe what God is really offering us in baptism in the Holy Spirit.
7: Well, I think being a Christian means Jesus being alive in us and his mission alive in us, right? The devil believes in Jesus, so it's actually not a big deal to say, I believe in God. Like, okay, great. What is that mean in our lives? How do we move in that? And Jesus, when he ascended into heaven, he said, don't be afraid. I will send you the Holy Spirit. And through the Holy Spirit, I will be with you always and everywhere until the end of time. He said, you will do greater works than what I have done and more. And we are people of the Bible. We're people of scripture. So let's go to the gospels and let's see what was Jesus doing? Jesus is healing. Jesus is setting people free. Jesus is going to the captives and to the sinners. Their lives are changing. They're experiencing Uh, emotional healing, they're experiencing physical healing. Um, We read in the Psalms, how do we interact with the Holy Spirit? We sing, we clap our hands, we have loud shouts of joy. I don't think that we as Catholics need to be afraid of being loud before the Lord and excited before the Lord. I think that we need to expect the Holy Spirit to come into us and that we would do huge things for jesus not for ourselves not because we're great not because we're anything but because jesus is alive and moving his holy spirit is alive and moving he needs vessels and that's what he's calling us to be so i love to sit quietly in the church there's never going to be a time where we don't need to sit in silence before the lord but there's also a time for loudness clapping hands shouting for joy there's a time for healing and i believe now is the time for physical manifestations of the holy spirit to come alive in the church
0: I'm so moved just hearing you speak. Actually, I have tears in my eyes because I'm looking over the vast landscape and seeing kids in various activities shooting arrows. They're safe, folks. Arrows at each other, and there's paint things, and there's rock climbing walls, and there's jet skiing. And, and they weave into this, at the Catholic Summer Camp at Damascus, they weave into this great activity, um, just the awareness that all of this is worship. This is all Worship. <laughs> So Amber, just we're asking people the question, what kids want most from their parents?
7: One thing I've noticed, one thing Dan and I say all the time is this idea of earning the right to be heard. And I think as parents, and I have little ones right now, no teenagers yet, but my my teen children here at camp. We want to present ourselves as if we're perfect and we have it all together because we think we want to be a good role model. But I think what our young people really want to see is that we have been in similar times of maybe darkness, similar situations to what they are in right now, that we understand what they're feeling, that we understand that it's easy to trip and fall and and mess up sometimes. And they want to see how we personally came through that. They want to see that normal people can love and serve Jesus in their everyday lives and they really want to see our weaknesses because they want to know that we're real not some unattainable high pedestal place where they can never attain to be they just want to see the reality they want to see the nitty-gritty and they want to see the emotion behind it number one number two young people all people want to be seen and heard for where they are. So when they come to you with a problem, when I come to my husband with a problem, I don't want to hear a solution. I don't want to hear that if I were more swept up in the Holy Spirit, this situation wouldn't bother me right now. I want to hear, wow, that is really hard. I see that you're going through A, B, and C, and that would be really difficult. I understand why you're hurting right now. And just that feeling of understanding and that validation is going to get to a place of trust where we can then move forward to a solution, maybe in the next conversation, maybe next week, maybe not right now. But do you understand me? Do you see me? And that's the foundation for trust that then we can move forward and grow and change. But there's got to be that trust there in place first.
0: That is uh, really challenging and really, I don't know, for our listeners I know, uh, we are like ships passing in the night for many of us, our parents. And so there's a step back maybe for some of us in making that time. Now, we we hope that it's just going to happen at the kitchen table as we're eating. We hope that it's going to happen as we're going out the door to take the kids' to soccer on the way. But seriously, grandparents and parents, does it happen? I mean, think about it. Are you having the meaningful conversations through the ordinary aspects of life? And I'm just going to make another commercial. You know, one of the women said it, Emily said it uh, just a few moments ago. She said, um, you know, sometimes we just got to press into it. We got to just, you know, Push into it and and make it happen. Set up that that time to talk and pray. To have, if you will, even dates with our kids, as you would with your spouse. And of course, the commercial is MassImpact.us, encouraging families to set aside just 60 minutes a week to talk and pray. You know, and all the questions are there. It's fun. You got the family fun questions. You got the daily questions, and it opens up the doors for us to encounter the gift that is one another, and to, you know, them to see what's under our hood, us to experience what's happening with them. There's another thing I want to ask you, uh, Amber. I know you're really. Busy. I'm very grateful for you taking this time. Mm-hmm. Um, the language we use describes often where we're really at with Jesus. For instance, yeah. kids, when they approach Sunday or when you talk about your schedule on Sunday, how many of us use language such as, well, we have to go to Mass. Yeah. We have to go to Mass. Well, let's, let's get that in or let's mm-hmm. get that over with. I mean, even hear that from, again, mm-hmm. good, faithful Catholics. I think maybe once or twice it's even come out of our mouths. I hate yeah. to say it, but that's yeah. the truth. Yeah. Um, versus, gosh, we get to go to Mass. Yeah. And not only do we get to go to Mass to experience Jesus, but... Somehow this is connected with this moment and every moment of my life.
7: Mm -hmm. We see through the young people. I mean, we've had stories of our young people um, going home and getting up and riding their bikes to daily mass. And their parents just seeing that witness and coming to understand the importance of mass itself. Yeah, there's so much pressure on young people and they're so consumed, I think, particularly by sports and extracurriculars. And those are creeping into Sundays and mass becomes an accessory to our lives. Mass really needs to be the fullness of our lives, that everything else would flow through the mass. Jesus wouldn't be our first priority, but I believe Jesus is to be our only priority, that he's to be the umbrella over which everything else Falls. And so our extracurricular activities become an expression of our Christianity, our conversations with our family and friends become an expression of our Christianity. When he's the true source of life, our reason, our force behind all that we're doing, we're going to experience such a freedom and such a fullness in that we're no longer trying to fill ourselves with finite things in our infinite soul, but the infinite himself is then the source and all these finite things, they become accessories to him instead of him being an accessory to us and what we're doing.
0: Let's conclude. Um leading us most of us listening right now are lay people or grandparents or parents Mm -hmm. we love our priests Mm -hmm. we know the gift that they are to us and we know that often um, they're beleaguered they don't get the they don't hear us uh, express our gratitude and our thanks they don't hear us come up to them and instead of complaining about something say what can I do to be a difference maker how can I be of assistance to you so could you just maybe lead us all right now in a prayer of gratitude and just for continued outpouring of the Holy Spirit for the priests
7: Absolutely. Yes. Um Holy Spirit, we are so grateful that you are raising up young men, that you are stirring anew in old men, that you are moving our priests in the direction that you are headed. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would lay a road before them right now, that you would use us as torches, as lanterns along that path, um, that we would be your tools in the lives of our priests. Give us a renewed respect and love for our priests. Help us to move Um, when we speak to them. Allow it to be with words of gratitude and positive. That we would lift them up That we would no longer Drag them down Allow none of us To be a tripping point For our priests Um, Send more laborers Into the vineyard Holy Spirit Raise up young men Right now And allow the young men To be a source of inspiration Um, That all of these Consecrated Especially to Jesus Christ Would just empower the church To move forward Into this generation And to be a burning Fiery light To just uh, attract The lost back home To Holy Mother Church That they would recognize. In her bosom, as we read in the readings yesterday, that they would suck fully from her love and comfort, that the church would renew your people, Lord Jesus, through the power of your Holy Spirit. All glory be to you, Lord. Amen.
0: In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. You've been tuned into Ignite Radio Live. Very blessed to have Amber Demetay with us down
1: here at CYSC. Let freedom ring. It's Independence Week. You are listening to a very special Encore presentation of Ignite Radio Live, capturing the vitality of freedom in Christ at the magnificent campus of Damascus. Here at Mass Impact, we are 100% dependent on your prayers and financial support. We need your help. Please go to ilovemyfamily.us and click on that Partnership tab. Thank you. God bless you. And now, back to our program.
0: You're with Ignite Radio Live over the five mighty stations of Annunciation Radio. Oh, I've
2: heard a thousand stories of one day,
0: and uh, we're with a good number of awesome Catholic young people. So, what is your name, young lady? Uh, Catherine Long. Where are you from, Catherine Long? Um, Zanesville, Ohio. Have you been on CYSC before? Uh, yes, one year. One year, very cool. We're asking the question what do kids most want from their parents?
6: What I most want from my parents would be love and support with, like, church and everything related to God, and a strong, like, foundation, and just to be able to tell them anything. So, we
0: think that's awesome. We think a lot of kids, if they were asked that question, would say things like video games or a new jet ski, or and most of them probably would, but then coming to a week like this... I suspect, as some have said, you know, they they tune into Christ more fully. And even though they may think it's kind of weird, is it fair to say that a lot of kids would really like their parents to open up the door to conversation about what's going on in their lives more and to talk about
3: faith and to make the time to do that? Um, I think every kid wants a good
6: relationship with their family members. But sometimes, like, they just don't want to be judged or they don't want to freak out their parents so they keep quiet but I think it's good to listen to your kids and to listen what they have to
0: say. And what is your name, lovely young lady?
5: (laughs) Caitlin Kelly.
0: Caitlin Kelly. Caitlin Kelly, where are you from?
5: Orient, Ohio. How many
0: times have you been to Catholic Youth Summer Camp?
5: This is my first year.
0: How's it going for you?
5: I really like it so far.
0: What do you like most about it? Not even 24 hours into it, but what do you like so far?
5: like the community aspect and i already feel like i've gotten a whole new second family
0: very awesome so caitlin kelly tell us what do kids most want from their parents first of all let me ask you this what would most of your peers say if they somebody obnoxious like me just put a microphone in their face and said hey dude what do you most want from your parents what would most people say
5: probably like money
0: okay money stuff material things But what does Caitlin Kelly say?
5: Uh, I would want support in all of the activities I do, especially through my church and the youth group and service hour opportunities that I have.
0: Very awesome. So do you think a lot of your peers, um, even though they may find it difficult to talk with their parents about meaningful things, do you think many of them really would want the opportunity to connect more about matters of faith and to pray together?
5: Yeah, I think kids today have a lot of questions about their faith, but they're nervous to ask their parents about it. But their parents would want them to have these conversations with them.
0: God bless you, Caitlin. Thank you so much. Some familiar face of the people of the Toledo Diocese. Young man, what is your name and where are you from? My name is Michael and I'm from Sylvania, Ohio. Michael, how's it going so far? Your first the first time at CYSC? Uh, it is. Okay, you haven't even been here 24 hours. The best is yet to come, but how's it going so far? Um, it's really awesome. I didn't expect it to be as cool as it is so far. Just everything we're doing. Very cool. So Michael, we're asking people the question, what do kids most want from their parents? But before you answer that, Imagine that I, this obnoxious guy, me, Mr. Sleeter, came and stuck this microphone in the face of some of your friends and said, hey, dude, uh, what do you want most from your parents? What would most of them say? What are some of the answers you'd get? Um, I'd say money, just material things. Okay. And if they came here, if they walked through the doors and experienced kind of what's, what's going on here and it opened a door for them, what kind of answer do you, th- do you think that answer would change and what would it be?
4: I think, yeah, if they came here, Just the whole experience of everybody just being real with you and just the honesty of everybody around you, you know, because when you're around Catholics, everybody's just so truthful and honest. I think they'd say, like, they'd go towards more, they'd want, like, love from their parents and honesty.
0: Really awesome. Now, you guys, like us, have begun doing a family gathering in your own home, which is really cool. You've done a few times, I think. It really is. It makes an impact because. You know, every once in a while, you need a refresher in your faith. And, you know,
4: that's sort of something you can go to just, you know, to open your eyes again after, you know, everything that's everything that's happening around you is bringing you away from God.
0: Very awesome. You're with Michael Hummison, the awesome son of Jeff and Nikki. And uh, we're very blessed to have all you guys down here. By the way, we are blessed by you guys. You guys always give witness to us by saying yes to God and uh, your culture, your friends, your peers make it a little more difficult, although parents have difficult peers sometimes too. But for you guys to say yes is a very heroic thing. So, you know, God bless you. Thanks for your witness, Michael. Thanks for being with us. All right, thank you.
2: Are you hurting and broken within? Overwhelmed by the way of your sin Jesus is calling Have you come to the end of your sin First
0: of all, Christy, you've been involved with the Catholic Youth Summer Camp for a long time. You've You've been been privileged to see it from the moment they come in the door and to see those walls come down, those barriers drop. And uh, I've been using the phrase, you kind of get to connect with what's under the hood. And we know these parents know that. We know that they have an intuition that this is going on in their kids' hearts. Um, But my question to you is really the theme of what kids want most from their parents. I think
8: what these young people are really searching for is someone who is, yes, a role model to them, but a role model in this adventure with them. So someone who um, can also share, you know, some of the struggles that they are experiencing in their faith to know that that's normal, that um, this journey we have towards our eternal home is a constant. You know, it's not something we are going to achieve right here, right now, or this week at camp, but it's going to be continued to live out through their adult life, that um, the friendship you form with your child um, should be based in faith and be um, an opportunity to allow both of you to grow together, to make steps towards holiness together.
0: So there are a lot of parents, Christy, out there right now who are godly good parents. They take their kids to Mass. They pray together before meals. Um, They have an ethical life. They're, you know, if you will, appropriately scrupulous of the media that they consume in their homes and that sort of thing. But if you were to say, um, Mom and Dad, are you setting time to talk and pray with your kids? Or are you just making it happen even spontaneously? A lot of parents start twitching. Uh, They may not know how to open up that conversation. They may not know how to open that door to have the kind of connections that you guys are having, if you will, all week long with their counselors. What advice might you give to that mom or dad? And I might even say dads in particular, because they tend to rely on the moms to do that. So as a dad, I want to encourage you dads to, to attend to this also, to open that door and really, quite frankly, receive the gift that God wants you to have that is in your son or daughter.
8: Yeah, no, I totally get it. I mean, even as a young person relating um, to other young people can be intimidating. And I think um, even for me, a strategy I use is like starting in the small ways, right? Like if you just go and try and dive in, there's going to be a lot of um, anxiety in that conversation. But if you start in the small ways, um, start with the little topics that you know they want to talk about, you know they want to share, and then allowing that to be kind of your point Um, where you can just use that as a way to segue into faith topics and other, you know, those big questions that all of us are asking, even the young people, even middle school and high school age students, they want to talk about it. They don't even know that you want to talk about it with them. Um, So allowing that to be just kind of a segue into those conversations.
0: So Christy, thank you, assignment time. As we speak of this as Catholics, um, we're very conceptual and we know these truths and we nod, but uh, why don't we put our listeners on the spot right now who are listening and, uh, and you know, maybe they'll hear us and, and you know, receive this as a gift that God wants to give us right now if we take a step out of our comfort zones and uh, ask our children one question. What might be one question, say at the supper table or at a time that just makes sense, that, um, would be easy and that might open the door for sort of a deeper kind of connection.
8: Um, I think there's a few options. I think, um, you know, hitting on, you know, just asking them about their day and then allowing um, them to answer and then asking them questions such as, what are you grateful for? Or, um, what's important to you today? You know, what, what was your goal of the day? Um, just allowing it, Those questions to be um, a segue, but not obviously in a judgmental way or some sort of condescending way, but just allowing um, yourself to maybe answer that question too. um, Yeah, just to get that conversation going.
0: Christy, it's been awesome having you with us, and uh, I'm so privileged as a father of three. Uh, children who are down here and to see how you've blessed them and I just have to give, take this moment and give testimony you know we want our kids to know Jesus we know our warts and blemishes and the blessing of Catholic Youth Summer Camp is that they're connected with other peers who are two three years older than them who are living it out and giving witness that this thing can be more than just a weekend more than just a week long but is a way of life and I'm just so grateful to you and uh, the entire staff for what you guys are doing God bless you guys thank you Tuned into Ignite Radio Live over the five mighty stations of Annunciation Radio. Very blessed to be down here at Damascus. And uh, Catholic Youth Summer Camp, their are home, and we're very excited that, that we can call it home the first time ever, and uh, just to see, uh, you know, young people come alive to connect with something, to connect with that love of God, and to, I think even more to connect with that. This isn't meant to be just a moment, but a movement. You folks uh, who've been listening to us have heard us say that often, and we're blessed to be in partnership with and, them. Uh, I'm with my brother, Aaron Richards, here. He's one of the main leaders of Damascus.
4: We are incredibly blessed at where we're at and what we're doing just so blessed that the Lord has called us to mission in this way. We really, you know, this is all his, um, these buildings are his, this land is his, and these kids are his. Uh, we're just, we're so blessed to be on mission to be stewards of, of his blessings to be stewards of his work.
0: So if folks want to find out more, and we haven't given the um, address, CYSC.com, that's going to pretty much get them to a great uh, visuals and videos of what's going on here. Certainly Facebook, I think you guys are posting some really great videos and photos of the campers as things are playing out um, live. It's very, very cool. And, of course, there you can also see you know, where you might donate, and you can see the plan that they have you know, going forward. Just give a sketch for us a little bit of the vision. What is the, the vision for Damascus? Sure.
4: Yeah, so Catholic Youth Summer Camp has existed for the last 16 years, and we have historically been an organization that's really on the road. We've never owned our own place, and we've, operate, we've operated summer camps that have grown in their size and effectiveness over the course of 15 years. And last year we came to the point where we had outgrown all of our options in terms of rental here in the central Ohio area and through a amazing, miraculous set of circumstances, we ended up owning and then building what has been um, and what will be the first Catholic mission campus in the United States. So not only will this place be a summer camp, but during the off-season, it'll be a retreat center and a training center that people can come and experience our unique high adventure brand of ministry.
1: Let freedom ring. It's Independence Week. You are listening to a very special encore presentation of Ignite Radio Live, capturing the vitality of freedom in Christ at the magnificent campus of Damascus. Here at Mass Impact, we are 100% dependent on your prayers and financial support. We need your help. Please go to ilovemyfamily.us and click on that partnership tab. Thank you, God bless you, and now back to our program.
0: Awesome. So we're asking the question, Aaron, um, what do kids want most from their parents? And we've kind of set the stage throughout this night, and it's good to keep setting it, that uh, that that phrase or that what kids want most from their parents, most people go in the direction of, of course, a video game or a jet ski or you know a material thing that they want. Most of us, if we asked our kids that question, hey, what do you want most from us? Let's face it, we're going to get that answer from them. I know for me personally, one of the one of the greatest areas in
4: my own family life, and as I was a young person growing up, that I just treasured was, was, I remember it was in eighth grade. It was the moment when I was able to communicate for the first time that I had begun this process of finding my own identity as a person and had been acknowledged by, it was actually an eighth grade teacher, and been treated not as, you know, a child that needs to follow a set of rules and guidelines, but as a, as a human being who's capable of making choices and decisions and being respected, And I think ultimately uh, that's the kind of relationship of advocacy and identity that children want to have with their parents and with adults in their life. They come to camp and they identify themselves for the first time, maybe as a son and daughter of God. And when they get in the car on the way home, they've got a new identity that they're so excited to be engaged in. And they're so excited to um, have hold on. And as parents, we need to support the fact that we're raising sons and daughters of God the Father and that you've got such a unique role in that, and that's an identity that needs to be developed, and it can be uniquely developed here. Here at Catholic Youth Summer Camp, we create a culture where conversations about the faith are commonplace, where um, students are given content, given faith study, given scripture, and encouraged to think deeply about it and to communicate it to their peers. And when they've got that routine of personal prayer, of reflection, of, um, intellectual investment. And they take that home and they engage in a conversation with their parents about the content of their faith. Um, they engage in, in their families with a commitment to prayer. Those, uh, you know, those habits that they formed here at camp really do have a far-reaching effect into family life. You know, maybe a parent has been wanting to engage in a regular prayer life with their kids, but has been reticent to to bring it up because they're, you know, afraid of shaking the boat. And then when their camper gets in the car on the way home and suggests, Mom, I'd like to pray a rosary on the way home, um, that's just the, that's the spark that they need to be able to engage and to incorporate that into family life.
0: I brought this up with Amber also, but a lot of kids experience that distinctive quality of intentionality. Mm-hmm. Now, when they go home, of course, they have their parish, and Jesus is just as present there as he is anywhere, body, blood, soul, and divinity. He's there in power But often kids... um Let's face it, we're human, we're physical, and uh, they experience, if you will, a contrast in um, how Jesus Christ is presented in their home parish versus coming here. And it's a downer, it's a letdown. And at that age, you know, they're growing in their faith, and it ought to be important for all of us, by the way, but let's face it, it's particularly important for young people to go from such a dynamic environment to one where maybe there's the lack of that. Most people are sleeping, I'm exaggerating, but you know, uh, without that vitality. What do you say to parents and maybe helping their young people navigate through that when they do come off of a big experience like this? And if you will, even go deeper and maybe connect in ways uh, that doesn't have this kind of dynamism.
4: As parents, we can support our kids in making sure that our friendships and that our communities are invested in the heart of the church, that making sure that the friendship bonds that were formed here at camp are the ones that are going to maintain you as you go home, of engaging in those conversations, of going back to Scripture. You know, we need to continue to provide experiences that can lift our faith, and that can happen here at camp, that can happen on retreats and conferences. That's one of the reasons that we've built Damascus, is so that we can continue to provide those events and those experiences year round to a variety of different demographics and organizations. So, um, you know, we don't need to get discouraged that this isn't happening in our parishes. We need to have the attitude that what I've gained here I can use to incorporate and to change my parish life. You know, our parishes shouldn't be a place where we're disappointed to go on Sunday. And if that is the case, we need to see that as a call to action.
0: Aaron, thanks so much for your time. Be assured of the prayers of this entire community and uh, God bless you. Thank you. God bless you guys. Welcome back to this very special edition of Ignite Radio Live over the five mighty stations of Annunciation Radio. Very blessed down to be down here at Damascus, home of Catholic Youth Summer Camp. And uh, so, first of all, tell me, who are you people? Who are you?
9: My name is Jackie Elmer. I am a third year at Ohio State. And this is my first year at Damascus, and I love serving here.
0: Awesome, and who are you young lady?
9: Uh, My name is Emily Capone. I'm going to be a freshman at Ave Maria University. This is my third year at camp and um, my second year counseling. So yeah, it's awesome to be here.
3: Awesome, and who are you young man? My name's Father Ty Thompson and I'm the chaplain for this week and I've been doing camp for a heck of a long time. Really awesome. So I want to ask you, wonderful people, you work
0: with these young people, you see them come in the door and you see the transformation truly that takes place over five days. And in a lot of ways, you're privileged. You're privy to see under the roof the kind of things that most parents, they may intuitively know as they are. Let's face it, a lot of these kids have really good parents. They wouldn't be here if they didn't have great parents that we didn't love. But maybe there's aspects of their hearts that their parents aren't aware that uh, a desire to live certain things out more than just a week type of thing. So for this episode, we're asking the question, what do kids want most from their parents?
3: I think a lot of these young people are looking for consistency. They look to their parents as that rock, that um, incarnation in their lives of the consistency of God that you can always trust and know. You know the thing when a kid gets on a, um, a roller coaster and they're they're you know sitting down there and getting everybody strapped in even after they lock it in the experts you you pull up on the bar you check it and that's what kids do so many times young people are just checking the bar with their parents with their teachers they're looking to see is this consistent is your life hold up to what you're saying, what you're, how, how you live, and are you showing me by the actions that uh, are going on and the, the choices that you make how I am to live that consistency too, how I am to imitate God and His perfect, always uh, trustworthy faithfulness to us with my faith back.
0: For this part of the country, an awesome analogy with Cedar Point right up the road, so I was resonating with you, and also as you were talking about that, you know, as a parent, and I'm speaking to my fellow parents who are listening right now, we fail parents, we fall short, the swear word comes out, or whatever the case may be, and in that regard, I think it's that they hear us say, hey, you know, pray for me, you know, I'm sorry right away, very quickly to say I'm sorry, and I think the kids often, they get that lesson too, that it, yeah, we're called to perfection, but we're on that journey, and uh guess what? I'm giving you permission also to be in that space of, of let's face it, Pope John, uh, Pope Francis, he revealed himself right out of the gates. I'm a sinner. Well, without being a sinner, we don't need a savior. So what's the cool thing there is that we're telling kids and our children, hey, you're a sinner, I'm a sinner. Not that it's cool, but it's cool because it impels us toward the savior.
9: I think that the young women here just really um, searched for someone to listen to them and to really be heard um i think a lot of people like young people have this thing where they worry that they're going to be judged by their parents when they tell them things and that um just they're not going to be heard how they need to be heard and i think that um it's really awesome to like pray together because praying together as a family just like brings unity and i think jesus can start to work in everyone's heart and that um once Jesus starts working in your hearts, then you 're more aware of like what needs to be heard and what needs to be said um, and just like. Did he say consistency?
0: He did, but hey, reinforcement. We're being consistent in talking about consistency.
9: Okay. Consistency, like with going to mass and with praying every night as a family, I think kids really need that because um, it's so hard in this society to continue to pray or go to church on your own, especially being a young person um, or like in high school, that's really difficult to do on your own. And so I think like the family could just come together in that and consistently do all that. um, push through this time where maybe teenagers don't want to pray or want to go to church, and then eventually um, it just comes out good, and like God just glorifies you in the fact that you continued to go to church and pray when maybe you didn't want to.
0: Emily, I like that you use the word push through. It's not always something that, yay, let's go pray. You know, kids are watching TV or they're playing sports. Push through is just a really good phrase, and you know our listeners are familiar with us introducing at Mass Impact. Little commercial, MassImpact.us. You can download this gathering guide. It's based upon Sunday readings, super easy for families to talk and pray. We encourage you know you folks again to make the seven-week commitment. See the difference that'll it'll make in setting aside just you could say even thirty minutes, probably say sixty minutes. And I've heard a lot of folks say the most difficult thing is saying we're gonna do it. We're gonna find that difficult time, seven o'clock, nine o'clock if you have older kids, and even to begin with those family fun questions, just to sit down and put aside the media how awesome it is to receive the gift that is a family member and God's grace alive in them. And then you've got the daily questions. What is something you're grateful for? A victory? A challenge? Um, something new going on in your life? I mean, how often do we get the opportunity to share that with our family members and to find out what's going on under the hood? Point being though, Emily, right on. Hey, family, is if you're listening to this right now, it's not going to be a big bright light from the heavens that's going to shine down on you. You got to know that it's God- Wants to give you the gift of relationships alive of him alive in relationships and you got to push on to do it and i guarantee after a half hour or an hour of that kind of time people are going to want to keep doing it any thoughts jackie
9: constantly i see the girls in my group and even myself looking to their parents to be christ for them and i think that a lot of people are striving um, to notice that their parents are not Christ but they can be a vessel of Christ's love but they want their parents to point them to Jesus Christ in the Eucharist and um, to be fully consumed by him and not their parents. I think sometimes parents can try too hard to take on a role that is not theirs and that children want to see their parents as um, like brothers and sisters in Christ and daughters and sons in Christ and that um, parents need to be willing to take a sacrifice and to have that humility to show that they are sinners and they're not perfect as well and that we're all just pointing in the same direction to Jesus on the cross.
0: Emily, Jackie, Father Ty, three of the beautiful gems down here at Catholic Youth Summer Camp at Damascus. I don't know if I'm phrasing that correctly. All right, good. I'm getting nods. This beautiful camp, brand new, first year here. After many years of being nomads and various camps throughout the state, now they have their very own camp down here, and uh, it's just very exciting to see uh, people come alive in Jesus Christ and the fullness of our Catholic faith. And uh, let, let's just put Father Ty in the spot here for uh, all of our grandparents and parents who are listening, all of us who want to, you know, more fully be God's presence to one another, and we fall short. Let's just acknowledge that, admit that we fall short and I want to say it's okay but it's okay that we're on this journey together and to seek God's grace together I'm just going to ask Father Ty to maybe lead us uh, here in a closing prayer
3: let us pray Almighty God help every parent who has given the great awesome responsibility of the care of the soul of their child to start today to restart today turn to grace in a powerful new way and allow the Lord to shine forth through their lives so that their young people can see the consistency of holiness for which they long and imitate it in their own lives. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of and the, the Son, and of the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen.
1: You have been listening to a very special Encore presentation of Ignite Radio Live. You can find our other great programs at igniteradiolive.com. We at Mass Impact encourage you to receive God's grace being outpoured this summer season. But also keep your eyes fixed on September, where we will begin an impactful eight-week series, united with other families throughout this region and throughout this country. Find out more now at catholicrevival.us. We'd be so grateful if you would pray about partnering with us. Go to ilovemyfamily.us and click on that partnership tab. Thank you. God bless you.